0: Every
1: team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: You are watching a master at work.
2: This is the NFL Trend Zone. This is the podcast show of FranchiseTag.com. I am your host, excuse me, Dustin Baker from FranchiseTag.com, and I am here with two personalities from the aforementioned website. Those are Wesley Johnson and Jason Bolin. And tonight we're going to talk about all things NFL Draft because we are not far away from that event. 48 hours, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be even less Uh, We hope you're excited because we are too. So that is on the docket for tonight is topics pertaining to the NFL draft. Um, But first on brand for us is our sponsorship, which is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your best bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, the first topic we have among many in this uh, pre-draft show, there are only two days before the NFL draft, is the Orlando Brown trade. He was on a shortlist, I guess, or he was the subject of a shortlist, vice versa, to go to about six teams. He ultimately uh, was a situation where the rich got richer. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs, who uh, were made to look like idiots during the Super Bowl uh, because of offensive line injuries, and they consequently lost uh, to that, to Tom Brady's Buccaneers. And they, in return, they went and just rebuilt the damn thing. They were like, all right, we're going to go get uh, Joe, Joe Thune. We're going to get Orlando Brown. We're going to get Austin Blythe. So they have all the new trenches, and they're going to spend a lot of money uh, protecting their expensive quarterback. And I want your guys' reaction on that. So, Wes, what do you think of Orlando Brown, who is mostly used to a Ravens offense who runs, runs, runs? He's going to go to a Chiefs offense that pass, pass, passes
3: yeah I, I think it was a good move. It solidifies their offensive line. Um, they kind of wholesale rebuilt it. Um, they did what uh, the Raiders tried to do, I believe. <laughs> um, and so they surrender their first round pick. they get back uh, Baltimore second round pick so they have two second round picks. Uh, also forego their third and their fourth rounder this year. And then um, a fifth rounder next year uh, with a sixth coming back their way from Baltimore. Uh, Decent return. The only thing is they're going to have to pay him. Uh, He's going to want, you know, 20 plus mil. Uh, They just forked over a boatload of money for Thune. Uh, So it, it could get expensive pretty quick.
2: Yeah, you said the exact same thing about Darnold, not that they're related or anything, but uh, that's the drawback. You go land the big name, but it comes at a price. So hopefully uh, he's worth it because otherwise he's a one year rental um, because they'll they're trying to get all of these these ducks in a row before that um, Mahomes contract goes up to, you know, ungodly figure. Um, (laughs) Like in six years, it's up to 60 million dollars for a cap hit which by the time may not feel quite as nasty because of the capital increase. But right now you look at it and you're like, Oh my God. But Jason, um, the chiefs are in your favorite team's division. Um, Does the Orlando Brown move intimidate you at all?
1: You know, actually to be honest with you, assuming that, that, you know, we can, we can stay healthy. Not, not really. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, they, that correct me if I'm wrong. He's Orlando's in what his third year. Yep. Pro Bowl both times. Yeah. Yeah. And did I did I see this? Is he can he do right or left guard? Right. or Or, I mean, tackle. I mean, he -hmm. was
2: left tackle in college, but because they have Ronnie Stanley, he's been playing right tackle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Stanley got hurt. They shifted him over. He made a pro bowl at left tackle. And of course, he wants to be called a left tackle because he can make exponentially a lot more money and he'll do that. So it's, it's a win for him.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think it was a good move by both teams, really, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It'll, but like you said, it's going to take some adjusting. Um, completely two different comp- style of offenses there. Yeah. And, and uh, you mentioned that, that what what Kansas City has done this offseason in terms of the offensive line, that you, you almost wonder, like, yeah, he's going to command some dollars, but you're, you you got to figure if you're Andy Reid, you're hoping that they're going to, That the players are going to come together like the Tampa Bay Bucks did and, you know, maybe take pay cuts to stay with an organization that by all accounts should be dominant for the next decade.
2: Yeah, there's no reason they shouldn't be unless uh, Mahomes were to be injured. So, yeah,
1: I want to call that out, uh, that Lamar Jackson is
2: a markedly different style of quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, and that offense is a lot different. So if if this doesn't work, which is a long shot because Orlando Brown is a very talented uh, young man, uh, the only reason it wouldn't work out is because he's so used to a run first offense. The Ravens have run the ball more than anybody in the last two years in the NFL. Um, so we're going to figure out if he can pass protect because the stakes couldn't be any higher with, you know, boy wonder uh, just mere feet uh, away from him. Um, I know you probably don't have the the Hill chart right in front of you, Wes, but uh, you mentioned off air that the Ravens need a wide receiver. The best that they have right now is Hollywood Brown with a side yep. dish of Sammy Watkins, who was good about seven years ago. Um, what, what could, if they wanted to jump up to get Devonta Smith, or they wanted to get Jalen um, if they wanted to package their 27th and their 31st alone, how far up could they get based on the trade calculator? Can you, can you do that? Or is it, yeah, is, it, is, it two, is it? I can two, pull that up. Um, because they inevitably will want to get a show stopping wide receiver. They could be part of the ever evolving Julio Jones sweepstakes, which we'll touch on. Um, but you know, Julio's not a young man. Um, but it's at some point for Lamar Jackson to be in that Super Bowl conversation of uh, stardom, he's probably going to have weapons that the rest of the world usually gets to get to Super Bowls. So I'm, I'm wondering if they wanted to get one of those hot shot wide receivers, would they, would a team like the 10th
3: pick be enough or what would it have to be? They could almost get to the 10th. So they have uh, just enough to get right in between the 10th and 11th. Okay. Um, they have the 31st, which is worth 600 points and the 27th, which is uh, 680. Um, pick number 10 is 1300 and 11 is uh, 1250. So, um, just those two alone could move up about that far. Now, that's interesting because, uh,
2: you know, the two late round firsts, you know, you might be like, ooh, boy, that's a lot to give up. But if you really want to lock it down and one of those guys slips, which they very well could, Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell, then it, that's something to, uh, to watch for because that's playing around coin. Uh, the mm-hmm. Ravens can say it's straight gravy to us. We've already got a left tackle, and then we might or we probably will have Alejandro Villanueva on the right side that it's not that they wouldn't need both picks, but they could just as soon package them and spring up in the draft. So, keep yeah. an eye on the Ravens moving and shaking with that newfound draft capital.
1: Do so, you think that they would just package the the 27th and 31st just together? That alone would get them up into, you said, around 10 or 11? Yeah. Is it's
2: is it the Rich Hill calculator, right? Is it yeah, Hill? yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. I, so, would a would another team? I mean, in all
2: reality, it, it would probably be a, a mix. It would be like somebody at the 14th, 15th or 16th spot saying, Hey, we want both of those. But then again, here's a third rounder to go along with it. I yeah. Think yeah. That yeah. makes yeah. more sense in the real world. But I thought just based on naked Hill <laughs> value, uh, if they could, how far could they reasonably get? And Wes uh, answered that promptly that they could get probably all the way up to the giant spot or uh, who's
3: 11 is at the Eagles. And that was actually the Jimmy Johnson chart. The rich Hill is about, mm-hmm. about the same. Um, okay. Actually rich Hill, you could get all the way up to eighth.
2: Really? Uh- Okay, yeah. that's, then that's scintillating because, uh, I don't know, maybe the Ravens, maybe them wanting a wide receiver is something that guys like us just talk about all the time. Maybe they're perfectly content with um, what they have between J.K. Dobbins is kind of that hybrid dual threat type of dude who should uh, break out this year and Duvernay and Watkins. Uh, it sounds like trash to me, but maybe it'll work for, for their system. Um, the and
1: other, there's no wide receivers that they would potentially try to offer one of those picks two in order to get from another team like so, Hollywood you yeah.
3: mean or yeah no, well the picks for a wide receiver so
1: yeah like, so like I mean Julio obviously or Julio's on we were going to touch on him in a minute um, but I you know scratching my brain a little bit here with like I know you know and I know my team has a few receivers that they could probably unload um not that they'd be worth a first round pick you wouldn't think unless it was a Judy or a Sutton, but yeah, you know, and, and like Carolina too is kind of around that area. And they got, you know, Robbie Anderson and a couple other guys down there too. So I didn't know if maybe one of those picks would equ- equate uh receiver or something like that.
2: Yeah. Especially that lower round uh, area. Yeah. That's I I'm always jaded because I think back to uh, Beckham jr. Going for a second rounder. So it, it, these trades, oh, are, yeah. they're tough to gauge because, uh, you know, Beckham to me at that time, maybe he was coming off injury, I can't remember, but he should have been for a first rounder. But easily, know, yeah, lo and behold, he was a second round. But then Stefan Diggs, uh, at the time went for a first rounder, and some people were like, Oh, that's a little bit rich. And then bada bing, he leads the NFL in receiving yards. Uh, and oh, all, yeah, and that great trade it. there, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, in terms of outsider names, I, I've spent so much of this last month thinking about draft night trades between Capital that uh, outside of Orlando Brown, um, I don't, I should say, I don't know. I I know there's an article that has that on Bleacher Report. I can probably pull up. But yeah, we should not exclude existing players. But the Julio deal, the only thing we're going to learn about that, I think, is if the Falcons scoop up Jamar Chase, then that indeed means Julio will be traded after June 1st. Uh, It's just that he can't be reasonably traded before then, otherwise, the cap situation gets dicey. So they could have one in principle, but Wes, I don't think that they can trade draft assets this year for Julio.
3: Correct. Yeah. Uh, 2021 draft assets are off the table for Julio because of the um, post-June 2nd uh, trade. Uh, the reason for the post-June 2nd, uh, it spreads the cap hit. uh it would be seven million in 21 and 15.3 million in uh, 22. Um, so it would have to come uh, from the 2022 draft. So teams like uh, Miami with multiple picks, uh, Detroit will have multiple picks in the first round um, next year. Um, those type of teams you know would have the assets to make a move for Julio.
2: Okay, and then do you want to do a rundown of teams uh, like that you think realistically that he'll go? I think Patriots are at the top of your list.
3: Yeah, uh, I would say Patriots or Baltimore. Um, I wrote an article earlier this week. Um, those two teams are at the top of the list, especially Baltimore with the extra... Uh, first round pick they could essentially flip one of those picks for you know a future first or second and then either use their own uh, first round pick next year or you know whatever pick they acquire to make that move for uh, Julio Jones uh, they have the cap space to do so as well and then same thing could be said for uh, New England so long as they don't mortgage um, their you know near future to move up and get a quarterback uh so long as they have enough uh ammo left in the tank to to make that type of offer next year
2: okay some of the other names this is just a quick google search that uh to jason's point on uh, apropos one that could be traded like existing player names not draft capital uh commodities alan robinson uh he could be on the move that one would make sense to the ravens uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't He's, he's never had a good situation ever, uh, and it's not going to be any better, we don't think, with Andy Dalton. Uh, I guess Odell Beckham hypothetically could be dealt because they kind of showed that they were fine without him. Uh, you're not going to like this one. Drew Locke, Mr. Bolin, that that one's out there. Uh, I don't know if that one's realistic. It all depends on the mysterious Mr. Payton, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, and then the one that we should all have in our purview with Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, obviously the Patriots would have to be number one with the bullet there. I don't know. What do you think Garoppolo would go for a third or a fourth? Or is, could somebody really get a second for him? Uh, I would say fifth or a sixth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the Man, money he, have fallen.
1: He's a, he's a tough, he's a tough read that guy. I mean, you know, if he, I just think back a couple years back when he, when he got him to the super bowl and he was, you know, that one, that one pass away from, from winning that bad boy. I mean, it, it, he, I mean, I don't know his stats right off the top of my head that year, but I want to say somewhere around 35 TDs, mid teen, mid teens for interceptions. I've been dreaming of something like that in Denver. I mean, that was a real solid year for him. I mean, and he didn't battle injury at all. And um, you know, and then obviously when he's hurt, they, they don't win anything.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's I think the so I I know a lot about him, but that's because I'm a Vikings fan. And Kirk Cousins was in the rumor mill for about a month, um, for better or for worse. And because he has ties to Shanahan, it was always the Niners that were the subject of the trade. So I had to familiarize myself with what Garoppolo brings to the table. And yeah, indeed, uh the, the, there's only one knock on him at all and that's his uh ability to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh that year you're talking about, they went 13 and 3, you know, under his leadership and 27 touchdowns and 13 picks, uh passer rating of 102. Um and that's like It For his career. Other than that, he's never thrown more than seven touchdown passes in a season, and he's been in the league since 2014 when he came to be the heir apparent to Brady. Um, So we his reputation is built on one good season and a Super Bowl one that they should have won. Chiefs Mm -hmm. should have no Super Bowls, uh, but the Niners collapsed there. So, yeah, we examine him through a optimistic light, which is certainly fair. Uh, but, Wes, you know damn well because you live there. Uh, I don't know that Niners fans love him or think that he'll ever uh, be something, but it's every year since he got the starting gig. It's 2018. That yeah. one ended. And um, let's see. I think when he got there, they were sort of tanking, and he carried him to a 5-0 start or 5-0 and finish. And yep. then the one year that he was healthy out of all of these seasons, boom, Super Bowl. So it's this really sweet and sour ordeal that if he can just stay healthy, and we say that about so many players and I mean, every sport, that uh, he's money. And I don't know anybody
1: that thinks he sucks. I just. Yeah, it, well, and and then, too, look at this guy. I mean, so he got his, um, you know, clout, so to speak, from, from, from Belichick. I mean, let's be honest there. I mean, him. Mm-hmm. Coveting Garoppolo, and almost at least, I don't know if this was ever true or not, but it was blasted all over the media that he wa- brought him in and he wanted him to be the heir apparent to Brady sooner than Brady was ready to leave. Yeah, so that had that got everybody talking about well, if Belichick likes this guy, then he must be the real deal. And he went like three and or four and zero with the Patriots then, yeah. and then yeah. to your point, he comes in for the Niners midway through that season. Rattles off five straight, or was that at the beginning That was at the end of the season, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So five straight. I mean, really. I mean, seriously. How hard were teams playing that team? <laughs> you know, it makes you wonder. <laughs> you know, uh, how how validated those wins in New England were. I mean, it was the Patriots, and then that those wins in San Fran that year. Then he goes to the Super Bowl, but that Super Bowl defense, Niners defense, was remarkable that year. Um. So I don't know. I mean, to to Dustin's question though, Wes, what do they think of him out there?
3: (laughs) Uh, I think at the start of last season, they were, you know, excited. And then, you know, wheels fall off uh, on him again. He gets injured early and uh, a lot of the fan base just kind of gave up on him. They, they were, they, are they,
1: are they relentless? Like, you know, some, it's like, I, like, I, I've talked to Dustin about this. I, I couldn't imagine being like a Carson Wentz fan and seeing what that guy did to my team and knowing how much we paid. The, I, that would bother me. I'd go to every game, mad, angry. Um, I would assume in in like in Minnesota, you know. And I like Kirk Cousins, uh, but I know that there's a lot of Vikings fans that you know will will post that meme every time they lose. Man wanted in Minnesota for robbing the team of ninety mil which I'm frankly sick of seeing because cousins is, is I wanted cousins in Denver. I think he's competent QB. I mean, I really do. I think he's, he's the real deal, but um, fan bases are rough sometimes.
2: Yeah. On uh, cousins and Wes will echo this. uh, The people that dislike him yell the loudest. I've uh, I've tried every which way, and I have a pretty substantial following on Vikings Twitter. I've tried every which way to pull people, you know, to get this avalanche of cousins hatred. It's always like this tidy little ten percent of like portion of people oh, okay. that dislike them. So I think the, the the pitchforks come out, and you know those pitchforks yell loudly um, that this ain't the guy. And the but people they have no uh, facts. My yeah, favorite well, thing is no, when you, I, you,
1: I, you I, when you prove it
2: well, wrong. I, I I know what it is. I think I finally figured it out. It's the That if you say Kirk Cousins is the quarterback to lead this Vikings, these Vikings. People assume that I believe he's a top five quarterback. I don't. I think he's about the 11th best quarterback in the business, but I think that's good enough to get to a Super Bowl. We watch the gold standard, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, the good version of Aaron Rodgers, and we think that we just need to go get one of those guys. Simple as that. And (laughs) I, great, let's go do it, but it's not that easy. It's the thing I always talk about, like we need to go draft our Mahomes. I hear that all the time. It's like, yeah, well, I don't like why don't the Knicks from last year just go draft their LeBron like why don't they just go do that it's that simple you it's once in a generation type of dude so uh with Cousins yeah it's the folks that yell the loudest that uh really critique him and then I just think there's like this silent majority that's like yeah it's cool to have a quarterback for three years in a row we never do that um but that's my little soapbox on Cousins now with Garoppolo uh I certainly don't think this will be the end of his career. I I really think that if he can be healthy, he is a top 15 starter. Uh, He showed it. Um, Even that I remember I was leaving us bank stadium midway through the 2019 season And it was Niners and Saints. And I was watching the last quarter of that, like, you know, in the, like the little lobby, the exit way. And that was like the game that was like a 47-44 shootout. And Garoppolo looked unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he was terrific. So uh, I hope nothing that we said is uh, a slight at Garoppolo. It's just that I don't think that especially now that they traded up like their entire mortgage that uh, they can't miss on this third overall pick. Uh, It has to be right. Otherwise they will not (laughs) be employed in two years, but maybe three years, like flat out.
3: I will report back. I will record uh, all the fan base uh, if they pick Mac Jones, because it will be pandemonium and it will be
1: hilarious. So yeah, and, uh, and uh, kind of like another Jones from a few years ago with Daniel. Well, yeah. at least
2: at least that yeah. one dropped out of the sky. This one, it's like, this, it's like this continual jerking off where we're like, <laughs> I'm not sure it's really going to happen. But then I see these super credible names that say like, you better start believing this. You do this because it's going to happen. But I still think it's just this two week long jerk off. But like, I, I don't believe it.
1: And uh, to think that they, they knew like, A month ago, I think they made this trade is ridiculous to me. And then Shanahan comes out and says, well, there, you know, there was, there was five guys that we feel pretty comfortable about. That's that's ludicrous.
2: (laughs) I don't believe it. I think it's been fields all along. And I think it's just, but then, but then you start to ask yourself, why do they continue to posture? Because they're not going to trade for anything. Is it just for giggles is it? Right. It's, it's their first time at the, the dinner table to be able to like play around with the rest of the yeah. NFL. Um, they don't have anything more to gain. They look like morons when they say like, Oh yeah, we got five guys in mind for this.
3: And to their credit uh, the jets, they pick ahead of them and they haven't come out to say who they're going to pick either, but yeah. everybody's mocking uh, Wilson to them. Uh, I read somewhere, I think yesterday that, you know, it would be a, such a Jets thing to do to surprise everybody and, and pick fields over Wilson. So,
2: well, if that happened, then it would be like the ultimate, like NWO swerve where (laughs) like it was only that way. So Wilson would go to the Niners and they knew it all along and slay and Lynch were doing like backroom handshake. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I would think. I would just expect the NWO music to hit as soon as that pick hit, because (laughs) we're all
1: in on it. Well, the Zach Wilson talks kind of, kind of slowed down a little. I think it's because
2: for, it's just so cemented that he's going to the Jets.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, very well could be. I mean, I just I can't make any sense out of really what's been going on so far. I the uh, I, I just I just look at Kyle Shanahan and and we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah you know, I would I think he's a great great offensive coach. Um you would think that for somebody that's as as good as he is with, with a quarterback that they wouldn't have needed to do what they did. That's the most bizarre thing. I mean, yeah,
2: but, that's why you know, I mean, sure.
1: he did it with Mullins. He did it with, <laughs> you know, who's that other guy that they had there for a little bit. Um, Beathard, Uh Bethard, Bethard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he wasn't a rock star, but he was serviceable under, under Kyle. I mean, it looked competent at least. I just figured, God, this guy's such an offensive guy unless there is that guy that he likes there, but there's not five Kyle. Come on.
2: (laughs) And I don't, I don't, I'll argue that it's not quarterback whispering to the utmost is just all the motion that he does and all of the running backs and the way of getting Kittle involved. It's the, the visuals of his modern offense that looks so sleek that um, he doesn't even need a modern quarterback to run his modern offense. That's why he's enamored with Kirk cousins or evidently wants Mac Jones is because he can get by with somebody if they just stay healthy and they're pretty darn good. So I think he gets a, a clean bill and I'm sticking with Fields. I think all along it's been Fields and all of the epilepsy talk, all this garbage that comes <laughs> out to slander the, the poor guy has just been smoke.
1: You uh, mentioned all the, all the moves he does with uh, Kittle. What if he did the trade up for Pitts?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that would be That's sweet it. because then it would be a recommitment to uh, Garoppolo, which, as an onlooker who considers himself objective, I don't think it's weird at all. They go back to Garofalo in hopes that, all right, this is the time that he stays healthy, but, no. you, but you really can't do that when you've given away that much draft capital for right. a tight
1: end. Cause <laughs> yeah. Kittle Kittle is a rock star. Yeah. I mean, you get, you get that team, another Kittle. <laughs>
2: oh my, Oh, that would be, it would be, it would be unprecedented. We've said that word over the Gronk last 15 months. Aaron Hernandez part two. Yeah, well, yeah. But it would be so much better than that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Hernandez was a wonderful up and coming football talent, Um, but I Kittle and Pitts so long as Pitts is everything he's supposed to be. I mean, it would just be spooky, but I don't think you can do that when you trade it up everything just to get a tight end.
1: But because aside from aside from Lawrence, right, and Mm -hmm. Pitts is the only other guy that I've ever heard anybody talk about. That's a generational guy. Yep. I mean, none of the other quarterbacks are generational. Nope. So that, that, that's always kind of been, that's why I asked you a few weeks ago, God, do you think that they could have done that for a <laughs> guy like that? But I mean, if he's a generational guy, I mean, I've heard nothing, but.
2: I want to interrupt for just a second to talk about sunglasses. If you can believe that, yes, sunglasses. Uh, I go through a lot of those out of forgetfulness. I'll lose them or leave them places. Uh, I've got two young children at home, so they break them. They break their own, so on and so forth. Uh, so let's talk about Canon sunglasses. That's K A E N O N. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15, 15, Cast 15 at kanan.com, to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Kanan, clearly better.
1: You know, and that's from the rap reports, and, uh, you know, any everybody that I follow, so...
2: Yeah, there won't be... A single—I can't imagine Pitts falls down the board, but I, there won't be a single NFL team or fan base that would say like, "This sucks that we got Pitts." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless Lawrence was not the first overall pick, I don't—I can't think of any team that'd be like, "You got to be kidding me, we got Pitts." And that's really right. the only guy you can say that for outside. Well, of-
1: yeah, because, yeah, exactly. And then the one team that has been linked the most to Pitts is Atlanta.
2: Yep. Right. Yep. And
1: they're at four. So yep. that's why it's like maybe Shannon's like, we need this guy somehow. But you know, hey, I, yeah, I wouldn't I, be shocked think, if that
2: happened. I think you're floating it out there so that if it happens, you can be like, <laughs> pull it up there on your Spotify. Uh-huh. I said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for sure. Just listen. I kid you not, this guy um before the talk started, he he predicted that Kyler Murray would go to the Cardinals. And i always remember that. <laughs> And I'm talking like before I'm tra- not like he heard it. He was like, I bet you he goes to Cardinals. And I was like, you got to start <laughs> watching football other than the Broncos, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, But with fields, if, if I'm wrong and he does not, uh, if he, if he tumbles down the board, uh, my goodness, it's, that will be the continuously uprooting thing from each pick to pick because you will start saying, Oh, is Washington going to trade up and grab fields? Is Belichick going to trade up? <laughs> is he going to get, because once he hits the Broncos, they either take him or he slides all the way to the Vikings or the Patriots because there is this uh, chunk of teams between the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, chargers. That is the no man's land for quarterback where nobody really needs them. Um, right. But if he, if, if the Broncos do not want him or they've already traded um outside of that or up from that, whatever they decide to do, then uh, fields could all go all the way to 14 or 15, which would be, you know, damn. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me. No. You think Denver would let him off the let him slide?
1: Yeah, no, I I mean I there's a lot of the guys I follow out in Denver, you know, think that that they would they would roll with him if they if it fell to him at nine. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things then what, you know, I guess is is it competition or is lock gone? I don't But I don't think lock is gone necessarily unless Denver trades up.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even uh well not even, but if if lock if uh he gets there, Fields gets there all the way to Denver organically, uh I think that all of that does is put lock on a shorter leash. Uh, I think maybe lock beats him out in training camp. And depending on how the season goes, but then it gets really awkward because then if the Broncos <laughs> with the balanced roster they have go like five and one out of the gate, and you got Fields sitting there, he's like orphaned. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Elway was right about Lock. Then what the hell do you do with Fields?
1: Well, that's my, been my question this whole off season. I mean, yeah. I, I want you know that third year jump to take place, and then if it does, then what it, are you going to do with this quarterback that you just drafted? But if you're taking him at nine on a roster that's pretty well, you know, you, you can take best player available this year. And, yeah. um, you know, Jackie said to me the other night, she's like, you haven't even talked about any players that you want because there's so many that I'd be okay with.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, right. I mean, last year we needed a, a receiver. We, you know, and so it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be too upset. I think it would be neat to see both those guys duke it out in camp.
2: Yeah. And then, then the thing that you've talked about for that franchise since, uh, Manning left is it's just been habitual garbage Um, and then Locke was good for the last third of the season in 2019 Um, but then you would have two options and you know I'll be damned if we don't get it right this time Uh, (laughs) I I think that you would be set between one of those dudes somebody has to emerge and then you'd finally after you know six painstaking years of your three and outs (laughs) you would have it rectified.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. think if they don't have to trade up for, for that and you do bring in a Lance or a fields, whichever one of those guys falls and they battle it out. And you, I think Locke would probably win the job just because of familiarity, but, and I've always said this too. I mean, short leash first four games is all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he becomes a very young patch over guy and it's an awkward spot for, to be a developing quarterback, <laughs> You know, and, but if you the patch over,
1: yeah, you know, you, but you don't, you get a normal, fairly normal off season mm-hmm. compared to last year and you're not your number one wideouts, not going down the rookies that are in their second year. The team is a little bit older. Yep. Um, and you know, hope for the best there. Um,
2: what do you think Wes is the most pivotal spot in the top 10? Uh, this this intrigues me so much because we've done so much foreplay leading up to this thing, that uh, obviously the the Falcons is pivotal because but I I think that's Pitts. I just flat out think that's Pitts because especially if Julio now is going to go elsewhere, then you need another pass catcher. Uh, which is it? The Lions? Is it Lions. The Broncos?
3: Yeah, Detroit at number seven. Um, could Atlanta trade out of four? possibly um i don't believe Cincinnati trades back i i, I really think that they go tackle yeah. uh to protect burrow um with Miami it's possible but the way that they jumped around prior to the draft um and then to jump back up with the eagles they have a player in mind i'm sure that they're targeting at least one if not two um that should fall to them. So uh, I think they're comfortable with where, (coughs) with where they're at, but Detroit, they have a lot of needs. Um, They obviously need a wide receiver. I don't think that they're locked into um, any one of the, the ones that would be available to them. Um, So I I could see them dropping back. Uh, collecting additional draft capital for this year or future years and being able to really restock that team over the next few years. I
2: think they're so pivotal for two reasons, because the first one you talked about, uh, they have so many depth chart needs. You can mm-hmm. throw you know at the dartboard and they're going to get a need. Um, so that makes them a wild card inherently uh, because they can pick what they think is the best player available and boom they, they made a good draft pick but we don't know anything about their management right. um a lot of these you can kind of say we already got a little inkling of how the dolphins do things and wonderfully i might add um and then uh that's be- that's before we get to peyton and the broncos because we don't know much about him either um but the lions are two spots ahead of them and we have no clue. They could be the smartest or the stupidest. And so <laughs> they could make a Raiders like pick or they could trade all the way out of it. They could trade up, um, but they are really the wild card for me uh, because we don't know anything about them. So with that said, they'll probably just do something standard, like just grab the best receiver. Cause that's what they need. <laughs> right. But right now they're so uh, a tease to think about because they're mysterious.
3: Yeah. They got, PC principal for their head coach now, so we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, PC principal from uh, South Park—he looks just like uh, was it Dan Campbell, the the new head coach?
1: Oh, you, where's where'd that guy come from again? He was um,
3: a new Orleans tight end coach. Sure, yeah, yeah. He's,
2: he was the guy about three months ago that had his presser after he got hired and was just like oddly macho. You remember that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, our guys get knocked down. I expect them to bite the kneecaps on the way back
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did, now, do they have new management too, though? Detroit? I, I thought so. it was. Yeah. Or is I, it I, this? I,
2: no, I think that's what ushered in the end of Patricia was the new management. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's certainly, it's either a year or two old, uh, and I'm pretty sure that it, it came
3: to be um, this last autumn. And Campbell had head coaching experience in Miami. He was a intern really? for a um, mm. couple of weeks there. So
1: I, did, I, I I forgot about that. Yeah. offensive minded, defensive or
3: offensive, uh, offensive and special teams, I believe.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't think it's quite like we do now for offensive mind. We think of McVeigh and stuff. I think it's like a tight end version of offensive minded words. <laughs> yeah, where it's, where it's kind of like like almost think the way that Vrabel is. Defense and the Titans, that same mm-hmm. type of football coach type of offense. If right. that
1: makes any sense. Oh yeah, Vrabel does a hell of a job. Oh, yeah. yeah, the the way uh, yeah I uh
2: because the Vikings are my team, I always point to the Titans as the their sister in the AFC because they they have the same setup. They got uh, yeah. a sweet ass running back, Tannehill and uh, Cousins are comparable, and then they want to win with defense, and that's exactly what the Vikings do. So. That's what I have point to. All right. We went all the way off script here. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that we need to. Uh, oh yeah. Wes, you want to talk about this one, um, the NFL draft prop bets, what you got for us on that?
3: Yeah. Uh, so um, like anything, Vegas tries to capitalize on the NFL draft. Um, have a couple of prop bets that I will read off. And yeah, uh, let me see what you guys think. Uh, first one is, uh, the over/under on quarterbacks in the first round is f- at five and a half. Jeez. Well, you either have to buy into
2: all of the the Rappaports and Schefters being right, and you know say, saying that five are going to go off the board, um, but I am going to stick. I'm going to just be. St- Irish and stubborn, the way that my, uh, you know, genetics are. I'm going to say that Mac Jones does not go off the board, so I'm going to go under, and say that it's probably three or four. I think it's the, I think it's the big three, and Lance and Jones can slide outside of the top ten. Jason,
3: what about you? W-
1: was the bet uh, the five and a half in the in the first round?
3: In the first round, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh wait, I thought it was top ten. I'm sorry. Oh no
2: no! I, no, I yeah. screwed that up. Um, yeah, five and a half. No, then I'm sticking at five. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll stick with the under. That's my fault.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go under too. I I am gonna say. I'm gonna say, say four. I mean, m- maybe somebody trades back into late first and, and nags one to make it five. But I, I'm going under. I will. I don't buy the hype. I just can't over. get behind it. I will go
3: over on this. So,
2: all right, Johnson, that means that (laughs) Davis Mills or Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask are going to be taken. I'm going to nail your nutsack to it. Who is
3: that and which team does it? Let's say it is the Bears. They (laughs) trade up with um, Baltimore for that 31st pick and and nab uh, their hopeful quarterback of the future.
2: You gotta give me a name. Trask will go. <laughs> really? Okay. It's not
3: gonna matter. It won't work out for the. We players. giggle
2: about the the you know <laughs> Trask, Mon, Davis, Mills, and um all of those other Jamie Newman. Um, but one of those guys is gonna be good. They're not like you know fifth rounders that hardly ever materialize outside of Brady. That like the ones like the Cousins, the Wilson, the Prescotts. Uh, one of those four guys is probably going to end up starting for at least four years in the NFL. And it's hard to see it right now. Most of us would say Mond because he's the sexiest thing alive. Um, But uh, we're so obsessed with the big five because that's all we talk and think about, that one of those dudes is going to end up being better than two or three of the guys in the top five. And that's just bizarre right now. Yeah. Yeah because I could tweet right now that I think Mac Jones sucks and won't make it. Or I think Trey Lance sucks and never make it. And I would have a wave of people telling me that I'm moronic, but um, <sighs> you could do that every single draft and you, you'd be right. If you pick the wrong, the, the right guy who doesn't materialize in it
1: <laughs> yeah, every year, yeah. Yeah, yeah every year it's this way. And I saw a flashback thing today too. And it was uh cams cams rookie year. Oh yeah. And there was a big argument over, uh, <laughs> Um, I believe it was Dalton and or not Andy Dalton, but um Locker. Um uh, yeah, Jake Locker and um uh G- uh Blaine Gabbert,
3: hmm Yeah.
1: Right? It, yeah, yeah, the- those three. And and Jake Locker was, was huge, talked about by, you know, the guys that put together those, um McShay and um And them, and it's like, man, I here's the problem. A lot of people I think are going to be disappointed with their picks this year.
2: Here's the problem, and this doesn't apply to McShay and uh to those McShay and Kuiper guys, but it applies to Joe Everyman who you talk to. So, if I were to be in a casual conversation tonight, like at Perkins talking about football or Buffalo Wild Wings, and I would say that exact thing, I'd be like, well, look at the draft class when it was Jake Locker and Blaine Gabbert, Cameron Cam Newton. You loved all three of those guys. They immediately say, no, nope, I didn't think Gabbert was going to be that good. No, nope, Locker, I didn't think he was going to be that quite that good. Yes, you did.
1: Yeah, like, you because did. Because it's
2: so far in the rear view, there's no tape of you saying it, and you sure right. as hell didn't write it anywhere. Um, you get off the hook. But every year we get um, like just entranced with about three of these dudes. This year happens to be five and yeah. there's no accountability now the guys like you know who do put it on paper like mcshay and chris sims and those dudes yes there's a documented trail um but for just joe everyman you can point to that and be like well, well look what you thought about dwayne haskins and they're like no i didn't think he was going to be good as trevor lawrence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just right un- unaccountable yeah that's what i always giggle at
1: yeah i i agree it's yeah. uh
2: what about, uh, we'll, we'll close on the running back topic and its um, ever-evolving lack of importance, especially in NFL draft, but arguably to analytics and the game of football that uh, when all three of us were, were kids were about the same age range, running backs, it was like a center in basketball. In the NBA, you had Patrick Ewing, Shaquille O'Neal, Kim um, Alonzo Mourning, and David Robinson. And if you had one of those guys, your team was going to the playoffs and probably going to make a deep run. That's how I used to feel about running backs. If you had Emmett Smith, you were gold. If you had Barry Sanders, not a great example, but at least you were going to be exciting. So if you, if you had a running back who could break off 1300 yards, your team was probably going to play a little bit of defense and go to the playoffs. But now we've got away from that because of analytics. We kind of think, all right, well, who's throwing the ball the most, who's getting their tight end involved, which running back can catch the ball out of the backfield? And therefore uh, we don't pick running backs in the first round too much. Um,
3: it's not because of analytics, it's because of the Broncos. They ruined the position.
2: <laughs> well, they, they just discovered it before everybody else no, I know. Yeah, it was like they they had their uh Swan song with Terrell Davis and said we want our Super Bowl, and then yep. the rest of days we're gonna just keep a guy on roster for three years and then kick him out of town.
1: Yeah, or or <laughs> trade
2: him, trade him for champ Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and they did it. Uh, I remember. Thinking about that as a teenager, thinking, how do they get away with this? Or in my early 20s, like they do it. And it just be a, it's a special thing out in the mountains that they do that. And uh, it turns out that slowly the rest of the league does it now. And, and there was never like a, a day where we were like, all right, running backs are no longer coveted. But it's been gradual. And to, to me, Saquon and Zeke were like the last of a dying breed. Uh, and I'm sure we'll still, still see some pop up, but certainly not in this draft. It's yeah. Travis, uh, NTN, NTN, NTN and Najee Harris. And uh, Wes, two nights ago, you mocked, mock drafted. Uh, was it Harris
3: to the Steelers? Uh, actually, no. Um, Where'd you send them? By the time I was trying to pick a running back, it was the second round with Oh, was it um, Arizona and, both um ntn and javante williams came off the board right before i was ready to pick
2: oh okay so we didn't have one in the first round
3: we did oh. um <laughs> uh, we had naji harris i think it was um tanishka maybe that picked him okay
2: yeah i think one will sneak off there just like uh Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went to the Chiefs last year. I think one of one of the teams that are uh, RB needy uh, will do it. Jason, do you think a running back will go off the board in the first round?
1: Yeah, I do. I actually think both the guys that you just mentioned, uh, Harris and Etienne, um, I think they both get drafted in the first round. Yeah. All right.
2: Fair enough. And I want to say that on running backs, I don't agree with the philosophy that, uh, you know, they're all just the same dude and you can get rid of them after three years. I just think that so happens to be, that's the model that the Broncos seek and it's worked for them. Um, But I think that in any given year, there's going to be between three and five running backs that are leaps and bounds above uh, the rest. And just like any other thing in a capitalistic way of life, you should pay them accordingly. Um, But then there's like this drop-off from kind of where Joe Mixon is Until I don't know 15 16, those guys start to become relatively similar. Mixon is the upper tier of that. Um, but so I agree with the analytics crowd. Once you hit the midsection of the supremacy pecking order, uh, but not for the top four or five, I think those dudes are game changers, especially if if your head coach still wants to run the football.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and I could be completely wrong. I mean, yeah, running backs are such a dying breed, but are they really? I mean, you know, you're still getting like your guy and, you know, cook. I mean, wow, what a, what a stud he is. And, you know, you got Henry and in Barkley and Zeke, like you mentioned. And so I'd like to see them. I just don't think that they're, um, uh, gravitated toward as much, but they're still there. I mean, how many backs we get and going over 12, 1300 yards these days, 10.
2: No, <clears throat> well, they will now with 17 games, but uh, no, it's 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 over a thousand. Definitely, there's usually about nine or 10, but kind of the men are separated from the boys at that 12 or 1300 mark. Um, if you're talking about sheer rushing yards, now, yeah, from, yards from scrimmage is a different story,
0: yeah, they yeah. catch
2: the ball. Uh, all right, so anybody want to revise their draft surprise scenario? I'm sticking what I said last week the Lions do something weird any revisions or don't you remember what yours
3: was don't remember what mine was but um, <laughs> <laughs> well, i think mine was uh, five quarterbacks in the top 10
2: oh so you're going to you're going to lock that in
3: let's lock that in
2: for that to happen i think that trades need to be prevalent and that probably involves denver taking a quarterback whether it's a trade or not and washington creeping in there or yep. maybe the patriots
1: I'm going to revise mine to, to go with what I discussed earlier pits to San Fran. <laughs> oh,
2: God. All right, man,
3: <laughs> doubling <So>, down. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll
2: I, I'll be there. I uh I signed up once I I had this epiphany that the draft is always free and I always forget it about till a month before. And I asked my wife if she wanted to go, and she was like, you know what, we're both going to be vaccinated, and I think we can you know I think we can do it responsibly. So we're going to the draft, and to, in order to do that, you had to sign up for the fan experience, which is you know you go in there and hang out with a bunch of men and women that are there. Uh Then tonight I got the email that said that uh, because I signed up when I did and I'm vaccinated if I bring my vaccination card and my ID then I can go into the draft theater or at least have a very damn good chance to get in so I'll get to be in the draft theater um, probably wearing something purple uh, so i hopefully uh, I can text you, Jason, when it's pits to the Niners and been like, God, you're two for two. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that'd be great. Yeah. Just don't text me when Denver trades up with Atlanta.
2: <laughs> or Denver trades up to get pits or something weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, they'll dog. trade
1: up to get Mac Jones. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, All right, I, J- I like I like Peyton. I'm I'm pretty happy with whatever he chooses.
2: Did you hear what uh, Rick Spielman, his former, former boss, said today?
1: Oh yeah, I I tagged you in that Twitter feed. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. He, he's like just with a smile. He's like, "Yeah, I'd like to know what George is doing out there." <laughs> yeah. And the we Vikings fandom was like, "Oh, is that is that breadcrumbs that there's going to yeah, be a they deal in
1: up with Denver?" Yeah.
2: Right. I could see it happening. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. I uh, I think it'll happen, but um, for these purposes, probably in the later rounds. Because if he turns out to be a disciple of Spielman, that he's going to be trading his arse off trying to get fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks.
1: So. Yeah, well, you guys, uh, you guys need a line, offensive lineman. So trading up if Sewell's still on the board with Denver might not be a bad move. No. Yeah,
2: that would. Uh, that's kind of, depending on what they gave up, that's kind of like the Holy Grail uh, because Sewell feels like the one that cannot miss. So Yeah. All right, gentlemen, that's all uh, we got. Uh, we'll be back, I think, on Wednesday night next week to decompress this draft and confirm or deny all these surprises. But <laughs> uh, yeah. we are out. Peace. You are watching
3: a master of.